Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In your house, Canadian Stampede has got to be the best ever really short pay-per-view because this only goes one hour and 48 minutes but it is an absolute hoot especially when it comes to the fans they are making so much noise and they are cheering so much that towards the end when they start to bang their feet you can see the camera moving around because it's creating that much action but if the saddle dome had just collapsed i would have been like yeah i'm not surprised because this is the kind of atmosphere you want at every single event you've ever seen in your life it's also right in the middle of bret hart's hole i'm gonna be a good guy and i'm gonna be a bad guy run which has aged like fine wine it is so good and as you can probably tell i think this entire pay-per-view is fire probably because four months afterwards we know what's going to happen and it will make you a sad panda there's already tension elsewhere because the relationship between ecw and the wwf had started to break down mostly because all the planned matches we did have nobody could decide on a winner and i can't blame paul Heyman for protecting his talents because let's move forward to 2001 when we did do wcw versus wwe and world championship wrestling had no such buffer <laughs> they were treated like jokes speaking of world championship wrestling too they were flying at this point especially when it came to the and we had really cool angles such as DDP dressing up as a Parker to defeat the macho man Randy Savage. And most of the other talk was all about how much Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels hated each other. Like if you have never gone back and revisited this era or read about this feud, you really should because I promise you, you won't believe it. But yes, live from Calgary in front of only 12,000 fans, which makes no sense because how the hell did they make so much noise? It is the 16th in your house known as Canadian Stampede. Let's up those retro downs for one hell of an old show. Now, I don't want to just double down on this noise at the start of Canadian Stampede because it's probably the first time the whole bizarro world entered the WWE lexicon because these individuals have decided, I don't care what Vince McMahon thinks, I have decided who the heroes are, I have decided who the villains are, and I am going to scream at the top of my lungs and hopefully, just by doing this, the whole landscape will change. I mean, that didn't happen, but they gave it a go. It also means that Mankind and Triple H who open the show get a thunderous response reception and what a trip this is because in 1997 mankind is still the weird version all like hey hey used to make all these weird noises and triple h is actually almost unrecognizable I mean, it's not like he was the full-on blue blood when he used to bow and do all of that crap but he's not quite at the degeneration x phase either he's like somewhere in between and it makes you pull a face like this because you don't really know what to make of it. As 
these two always did, they're just trying to kill each other, even though the whole In Your House brand was meant to mean it was a B show. And they are slamming each other onto the ramp almost instantly. And it's on this night when you see one of those early still step bumps that Mick Foley used to take. And it made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Because he runs at Hunter, but China gets in the way and just slams him into these things. And his poor knee. He doesn't try to protect himself at all. He just thumps it, goes over the top and starts screaming. And I was like, Mick, of course you're screaming. What do you think was going to happen? Mick Foley ain't down there. This is the whole theme of the whole thing too, because the ninth wonder of the world just interrupts constantly. But I do understand it. China was quite fresh in her role at this point. So WWE was trying to establish her and what she was going to do. But we probably could have knocked it back by about 79. I mean, she is just everywhere. Trips then starts working over the knee, because why wouldn't you? And then when he realizes he is in danger, Mankind does that awesome double clothesline over the top rope, which in itself is absolutely nuts. How do you take two giant men and just go flip, blah, boom, down to the mat below? Doesn't make any sense. And it's also why the finish is a little bit rubbish, because even though we've seen stairs and we've seen chairs and we've seen slams all over the place and China doing her thing, it ends when both guys get counted out. Now, I understand this was in the middle of the feud and again, the In Your House brand was meant to be a B show, but fans were desperate to see a winner. And when we did this pop, we deflated them just a little bit. However, I think everybody involved did know this because Triple H and Mankind just ignore the bell. They keep fighting and at one point they're just throwing each other into different parts of the arena. So straight away the fans are like, oh my God, they're still fighting and they're screaming once more. So it did make me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And honestly, for effort alone, it is getting it up. This is also the case because just as the next match starts to begin, which was the great Sasuke versus Takamichinoku, here comes Triple H and Mankind, and they still throwing bombs. Who the hell knows what happened to the game here as well, because he is doused in blood. But doing this whole, oh my gosh, but now they're back again, which honestly does come from nowhere, well, it does feel quite exciting. And when you watch WWE today, it does feel a little bit too perfect effect and a little bit too overproduced, I would bring some of this back. Don't even worry about the fact that this could affect Takamishinoko and the great one though, because they go out there and they work such a unique style in a WWF ring for 1997. I spent most of it going, how the hell did these two get this signed off? Like once again, you wouldn't be able to do it in 2022. You've got to go by their playbook. Once again, maybe they should sometimes take a page of that and rip it up. I suppose you could say they go full on New Japan wrestling because they're just twonking each other right in the face. And at one point, Taka takes this horrendous bump to the outside. But that's when Suzuki goes, I'm going to climb to the top rope and I'm going to missile drop kick him even though he's down there. And when you remember that Hulk Hogan ruined his tailbone just from doing the lead drop over all these years, how the hell did this man not ruin his coccyx? I mean, he lands right on his ass. Taka then goes nuts because he decides to try and rip off his head and then later on does a springboard plancher. Now I know you're going, well, who cares about a springboard plancher? Well, I'll tell you who, 1997 WWF fans, because they cannot contemplate what they've just seen. It'd be like if I got in a time machine right now and went back to medieval times and was like, I have invented the calculator, they would have killed me because they would have thought I was a witch. A reverse of a German suplex into a Frankensteiner is as good as anything you'll see today too. And of course, later on, Takamishinoko is hitting Mishinoko drivers. We don't talk about this enough. The damn move is named after him. All that does is set Suzuki off though because he comes back with a lion salt. He comes back with this like fire powerbomb thing and he finishes it off with a tiger suplex. And while a lot of people 
are watching it like, is this aliens? Is this aliens fighting? It is a proper treat to see. And once again, it's getting it up. WWE then continued to justify the finish from that first match. Because even though this one went for around about 10 minutes, we cut to the back and Triple H and Mankind are still fighting. And here Hunter gets a shovel and he just smacks it onto Mankind's back. I was like, where the flub did he get a shovel? And there's probably some joke in there as well about Triple H burying people, but I don't want to make it today. And without wanting to sound like a broken record, why doesn't WWE do more of this stuff today? When we did cut back to them, I laughed out loud because I thought it was so quaint. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. And it's around this time that you are reminded in July 1997, the WWF champion was The Undertaker. Now, as we know, he didn't have too many reigns because the character was so over, he didn't really need it. And on this night too, he is fighting Vader. Now, given that we know that Vader's run in WWF wasn't very good, mostly because somebody scripted him to one day come out and go, oh, I'm a big piece of shit or big fat piece of shit, which was even worse, you would probably go, well, this sounds like a mismatch. But actually, these guys have their working boots on and I'm giving it up. What I suppose would have happened here is that The Undertaker would have gone to Vincent Man and said, look, I have loads of clout. Can we please treat Vader like he was treated in New Japan or WCW? So when he does come out, he's back to being the Mastodon. He also has Paul Bearer in his corner who had turned on the dead man. So we have all of this story. I thought this was a really good big man match. How this didn't serve as a template for all Undertaker matches like this, I don't know. Because he gets walloped and beat up for such a long time that when he does start to make his comeback, these fans go absolutely crazy as if they go, oh my gosh, the mini 
meaning of life is right there. I mean, when Vader cuts off a chokeslam by giving him a low blow, you would have thought this was Hogan slamming Andre at WrestleMania 3. Everybody is pissed. They do then fall on each other trying to reverse the tombstone. And while anybody thought that was a good idea, I don't know, because combined they must weigh about 600 pounds, but it still leads to Vader giving Undertaker the Vader bomb. And if you listen closely, you can hear people going, no, no, not the Vader bomb, you're going to kill him. I mean, I made that up, but it is hedged on people's faces. Turn about is fair play, though, because Undertaker sits up and he whams Vader right in the penis, meaning he's not allowed to do it. And after a bunch of chokeslams and a tombstone that does go, well, he retains his WWF title. Like I say, of course this is going to get an up. It's not going to change your life, but it will surprise you. With all that said, though, nothing will get you as hyped for your main event, which, yes, is the fourth match of the show because there's only four matches on the show because, again, it doesn't even go two hours. I mean, the whole concept of In Your House was to go, well, maybe we can expand to 12 pay-per-views a year, but for these new ones, we'll charge a lot less and therefore the running time doesn't have to go as long. But as I have said time and time again, quantity is irrelevant when you have such quality and this match is absolutely fabu. Because the Hart Foundation versus Steve Austin, the Legion of Doom, Goldust and Ken Shamrock is quite literally a match that anybody who calls himself a wrestling fan has to see. Doesn't matter that Stone Cold Steve Austin was on the cuffs of being the biggest thing in the industry or that Animal Hawk had been getting massive reactions for years. Every single Canadian person that was sat in that crowd was desperate to see their heroes and was desperate to see the Hart Foundation succeed. And you can feel this in your bones. I'm not saying they're like, ha ha, funny, funny. I'm saying your bones start bleeding red and white. It is that powerful. Brett's entrance especially is something for the ages because it sounds like the king of the world has just arrived. And this is when you start seeing the cameras wiggling and all that kind of stuff. And while I am at the risk of repeating myself, how do we go from this to everything that was going to happen in November 1997? I mean, wrestling, it will always surprise you. It also begins with Austin and Stone Cold staring and squaring off with each other. And by this point, that feud was absolutely brilliant. And it is one of the most devastating things that happened when Brett went to WCW. You could have got so much more out of this. And instead, well, it basically ended here. This continued as Jim Neidhart and Shamrock got in the rid. I mean, honestly, people love Jim Neidhart. So you can imagine what it was like when Owen Hart tagged in there. I am not ashamed to say somebody was cutting onions when I was watching this. Sometimes it can just be so sad and so good simultaneously. It's all the same when the British Bulldog and Brian Pillman get in the ring. And if you'd never watched wrestling before and this was your debut, you would have thought the Hart Foundation were the biggest thing to ever happen in all of sports entertainment. And of course, they were important characters, but I cannot sell this to you enough. The reaction is absolutely bonkers. Everybody was aware what was going to happen as well. So we did kind of pitch Austin as the heel here. But seriously, one of the most dastardly thing he does is give Owen Hart a chop block, but everybody is like, how dare, how dare he chop block Owen Hart's legs? And I swear one guy had a pitchfork, another guy had a gun, and security had to calm them down because they weren't going to take it, they were going to invade. I mean, it does tie into the story in the sense that Owen is taken to the back because his injury is so bad, but all this does is ensure that the spotlight goes further onto Bret Hart, who goes, you cannot do that to my brother. So he goes after Steve Austin. I don't know what else to say. I've said it all already. This is all about the fans. I want to say this. If you are the, if you were there, can't talk. If you were there and now you're watching one of my videos, I just want to give you a round of applause because my word, you made this a good time. The crowd then gets offended because Steve dares to put the sharpshooter on Bret Hart and I couldn't help it. I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. But the only reason we did do this spot 
is so Owen Hart could make his triumphant return. This is the best thing ever. The rattlesnake is so livid by this point, he notices the rest of the Hart family are in the front row, so he goes to jaw jack with them. And if you have seen any interview about this match, you know the deal. It was all pre-planned. There was something with Stu Hart. A bunch of the other Hearts come over the railings and it is just an absolute mess. It's also a really smart spot because everybody knew that the Hart Foundation were going to have to win. So it was like, okay, well, how do we put Stone Cold in a position where he can be beat, but he has an out? So given that he is fighting with around about 70,942 other Hearts, Owen Hart sneaks up on him and hits the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. He gets the one, two, three. This is so well put together, somebody deserves a prize. It doesn't just end there because everybody else continue this fight and I was half expecting Triple H and Mick Foley just to spell out from the ring. Although once again, WWE knew where their bread was buttered because it basically ends with Austin whippings everybody's ass. I mean, he does this so much, he eventually gets arrested and you will have seen this clip time and time again over the years. Even though his hands are behind his back, he starts flipping everybody off. If you're wondering why Biden 1998 he had just smashed it well it's because he was doing stuff like this so it is just a treat to watch and also you'll be amazed when the entire heart family get in the ring by the end you'll be like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirty four and by the time you get to 91 you're like you know what i'm not going to count anymore but how wwe hasn't learned from this i don't know we were in their hometown so we treated them like heroes and we got the required response to the point it doesn't just get an up he gets the golden up. I also leave you with Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer ratings because the opener between Mankind and Triple H got three stars. The Takamichi Nuku match got four stars. The Undertaker Vader got three and a quarter stars. And the main event got four and a quarter stars. And I take umbrage with that one. If we believe that wrestling is all about the fans, it is a five-star classic. And of course, overall, it just gets an up. This is one of my favorite pay-per-views that I did watch when I was just a wee boy getting into professional wrestling. And it always makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So it gets a warm and fuzzy tum-tum up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.